Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. Uh, my name is Jim Burns, and about a week ago, I had the privilege of interviewing a young man named Tyler Copenhaver Heath. And uh, the interview was smashing. This young man is doing so much in terms of um, being an entrepreneur, helping out other entrepreneurs. He has his own bullying podcast. He does so many things pro bono. He is a giving man, a, a man who really does care about humanity, if you will. And uh, the reason that I am um, coming to you prior to the interview is I just wanted to share with you, we had a technical glitch or two while we were doing the interview and through the editing process, things may not have been put together as seamlessly as I would like, but the interview went extremely well. I'm very proud to present this interview to you, and I'm very proud to have the uh, opportunity uh, to meet Tyler because he just is a terrific guy, and I think uh, my listeners are going to get a tremendous amount out of this interview. So listen up. The interview's coming your way in just about one minute. So enjoy it, everybody. Have a great day. and welcome back to another episode of Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and we're here to discuss a variety of topics. Bullying is the big one, but right now many people are experiencing a host of other problems. Domestic violence, workplace bullying, cyberbullying, community and family bullying. And, you know, often when I speak with people, I discover that they seem to be having trouble with those that are closest to them, like their parents or their siblings. People become angry and bitter and just don't realize that there's a choice that they can make. And it's just as easy to do.
peace and patience as it is to be angry, bitter, and vengeful. So this podcast is designed for anyone who wants to have a fuller, more vibrant life and to offer some ideas on how to balance the physical, the mental, the social, emotional, and spiritual areas of their life. But make no mistake about this. We are Anti-Bullying 101, and it's truly my hope we can help everyone live a life without the fear of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. And today I have with me Tyler Copenhaver Heath. Tyler, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, Tyler. You know, and I, I just wanted to welcome you quickly to make sure that I could hear you correctly. Are you hearing me okay? Yeah, things okay. are great. Okay, terrific. And Tyler, you know, is a, a very successful entrepreneur uh, who kind of rose above the fray uh, and became, you know, um, from disadvantaged to very successful. He, he, he learned what it took to be successful in the world of small business. He has an MBA behind his name in, uh, and the formal scientific experience of biochemistry as his undergrad. Uh, Tyler, he has also cultivated a multidisciplinary master, master that helps him think outside the box, which I think is important by today's standards. And in 2013, he started his first company, Apex Customs, with a lifelong friend. And they scaled their business into Arizona's top leading custom automotive shop with household name clients such as Rolling Stones, NFL, CNN, and more. And I'm going to tell you more about him as we move through the, the podcast. But he is a published author. Uh, he, does, he has his own podcast. He is a world adventurer. Uh, so that sounds exciting. MMA Cornerman, love to hear more about that. And he has previously held small city offices and volunteered for the children's home and for an animal shelter. You're a pretty busy guy. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep busy and I'm consistently curious, I like to think. And so my curiosity gets me into a lot of different things, luckily. As long as it get, doesn't get you into a lot of different trouble, right? <laughs> you know, I've almost died traveling the world like probably five times now. And so it does get me into trouble, but I get out of it uh, enough to tell a story and, you know, go back for more. So, Well, I'll tell you right now, the world is lucky you stayed alive. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so right now, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you're doing right now. You're in California now, correct? Yeah, correct. Uh huh. And what time is it there now, anyway? Because we were grappling with the time, and I'm just wondering what time it is. Yeah, it's actually 10 a.m. now, which is confusing for me because I was just in Arizona all weekend for meetings, and I came back here, and the time change sprung on me, and so you know, just another variable to work with this week. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're we're good though with the time. So tell me just a little bit about what you're doing, like right now, within the last you know maybe month or two. Yeah, no, glad to do it. Um, so over the last two years, um, I've been, uh, you know, kind of taking a break a little bit, but then taking a break for me isn't, I guess, um, I guess I get told like a normal human would. And, and so, um, so I've been doing a lot around small business stuff. Um, and so I've been helping and kind of traveling all over the place. If somebody's struggling with their small business and I come in and I try to help them 
you know, a lot of time save their small business or I make a lot of time these days to talk to ideation entrepreneurs. So those are people in the idea phase, you know, usually a younger type of entrepreneur and I help mm -hmm. them kind of navigate some pitfalls. Mm -hmm. And so I donate, that's all pro bono work. I do donate, donate my time. I'll fly wherever I need to, to try to save a business these days. Um, we also wrapped our first season of Bully This, uh, Hero's Journey, which is our podcast around bullying. My um, co-host is a UFC fighter who was a bullied kid. And we basically interview people that had been bullied and now are successful. And we find that they have these certain, um, you know, kind of frameworks, tendencies. And we're hoping by pulling those kind of back out of them um, on what made them successful, what made them able to navigate this gauntlet that is those younger, harder years, we're hoping that it helps parents, helps kids, that sort of stuff kind of um, help with the bully dilemma. Mm -hmm. And it is a dilemma and it is a problem. And I call it an epidemic. I um, agree. I couldn't agree more in yeah. so many different ways. Oh, boy, I tell you. And I, I've been at this uh, since before Columbine. Wow. Uh, that's how long I've, I've been doing this. Uh, not not the pod. Well, the podcasting I've been doing for about uh, – I was doing podcasting before it was the thing to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed doing it. Now, you have developed other brands such as such as Illicit Supplements and Blink Mattress. Uh, and you believe that success is more than just business. Uh, so you've got a you've got kind of like a character piece in there. I'm smelling that um, <laughs> where in terms of being successful, you have to be a successful person before you can be a successful professional. Does that sound about right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I came from, you know, kind of an underprivileged background and, you know, a little bit different circumstances. And so I, I have a huge passion around helping people kind of break that mindset. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of navigating that. And that actually gets me into the bully dilemma a little bit. It gets me into the bullying of small businesses that happens these days, you know, and so it is a mindset, you know, there is a popper mindset out there, but I myself have been bullied as well. Um, and through a lot of it, uh, I think we our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. I think we we discover what we're afraid of, yeah, and looking to try and overcome some of those fears. We discover that we don't like confrontations. I did anyway, sure, uh, because you didn't want to be embarrassed and you didn't want to lose one. What did you learn about yourself through the podcast that you're doing on bullying? You know, the number one thing is going to be the most ironic thing is I never knew I was bullied. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we define bullying as, you know, like this thing we see on Sunday afternoon specials really uh, a lot with a community, great community, which is uh, Arizona Combat Sports in Arizona. Um, and from there, I, uh, you know, was training a ton about 26 times a week, you know, still going to college at times. Uh, even my first couple of years in business, I was still training about that much. Um, I'm lucky to have some great friends that are great training partners. And I was actually asked to be a quarterman for the world travels. Mm -hmm. So when, uh, when a fighter would come up with uh, something they were going to do overseas, like we went to Chechnya, we went to Europe. Um, so when they were coming up with these trips, then I would get invited to go. And, you know, I would be the kind of the sparring partner for whoever was fighting. And then also, you know, assist the coach outside the ring. So it was an incredible experience. I'd love to keep doing it. Unfortunately, my black back doesn't allow it anymore, so they don't ask me anymore. <laughs> but you know, mm -hmm. you always hope. <laughs> right. Where Where are you originally from, anyway? 
you know, it's, it's difficult. So my parents are from Michigan. Um, and my dad, I'm pretty vocal about his background now, but my dad was a, um, a drug dealer who ended up going to jail a couple different times, total of 12 years. And so we traveled a ton when I was a kid, we went, I went through nine different schools in first grade alone. Um, sometimes we'd be with grandma in Michigan, you know, and then my dad would get out and then he'd take us, we took, went to Utah for a while. We were in Colorado for a while, California, you know, so we were all over the place. I don't even know where to define that I'm from these days. <laughs> mm. Okay. I, I got that part. I, I was trying to, I was trying to, uh, I could always remember they used to say that the people that do the news, they send them to Cleveland, Ohio to lose their accent. And, ah. and I was trying to figure <laughs> out your accent. Uh, and I didn't know if it was Boston or New Jersey or where it was in Michigan. I'm not sure of the accents in Michigan, but, Nonetheless, you know, you, you answered the question, so that's fine. What, you know, it, it, here, here's something interesting. Um, and you said you had watched the money, the, the movie Bully. Yeah. Um, and so did I. And, uh, you know, the crazy thing is I watched it in the movie theater. Oh, wow. And, and it was shown in a small theater uh, where I lived. And I took my daughter, who was very young. Um, and, and I was involved with this, with bullying at the time. And we were the only people in the theater. Wow. We were the only people there watching this movie. And to me, it was like, this is what's wrong. Nobody's paying attention to this. Totally. They're not looking at this and saying, wait, wait, this is a big problem. And if they watched that movie, they would say it's a, an even bigger problem. And it was a bigger problem with schools and supervision and helping kids become resilient and parents and the list could go on. But nonetheless, what have you learned about the problem uh, since you've been involved with it as much as you have? You know, and I try not to go down this road too much um, with it, but I can't help it sometimes because you're, you're, you're telling me about an open theater on an important subject, right? You know, and so like it, it brings up into me passions, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about this. That's why I try to help with it. And so, you know, everybody is willing to throw their hat in the ring at the pot boil over point, you know, when we have a huge tragedy, you know, and I don't like to talk about the worst stuff and I'm sorry to do this on your podcast, but bullying can result into teen suicide, can result into mass shootings, you know, and those, those are too late, right? Those are big problems that like they happen. And then like, we, we all want to weigh in at that point, mm -hmm. but when we can actually fix some problems, when we can actually pay attention and that's what the biggest resources on the world now is content. Right. And all we have to do is pay attention to something to make an impact with it. You know, mm -hmm. where you vote your time and attention is bigger than giving money to it these days, because guess what? Then like some anti-bully group can start a YouTube channel. They can monetize that. They can raise some, on that, but at the same time, they can raise some funding for maybe psychologists. Let's get in at a, a base level instead of the pot boil over point and change something. And and you're right, people aren't paying enough attention to the problem until the problem becomes these horrific, you know, disasters. And then people, then it's too late to fix it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, I have uh, I have three daughters. Um, one's thirty two, one's twenty six, and one. My wife and I, uh, she's adopted from Ethiopia. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, 
you know, she's here and she's been, she, we, she was adopted when she was about eight months. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dad. Uh, That's awesome. Ma- mom's mom. Um, she is the most gorgeous kid you're ever going to see. I mean, and yeah. the, the thing is, before I adopted her, I paid very little attention to drinking water. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, really, you don't. Yeah. I, mean, I saw Matt Damon advertise something for the a chalice. You get a nice chalice to provide people with um, drinking water, uh, pure drinking water that they could have. And I discovered through my doing a little homework about Ethiopia and what her father go, went through. Her, her, her mother passed away during childbirth. Um, they have to walk six miles to irrigate their fields to get water. Yeah. They don't have water. Nope. And things, unless there is awareness about stuff like that, I get a thing in the mail every, every Christmas where we can buy a heifer for a village that will feed, will feed them for six months. Yeah. And, these are the things that people don't see that they, they, they often look at it and say, well, what can I do? Well, yeah. here's some stuff that you can do. You know, you can, you can maybe provide uh, some opportunity for the, uh, the kids to be able to get clean water, maybe better food, you know, and so on, on your own level. And I think that's, uh, Tyler, I think that's something that's, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Tyler. Uh, that's something that's so important. What can we do at our own level? Because I think, oh, absolutely. I think people see things as this monumental issue. And what can I do that round? Yeah. And it, it becomes getting educated around it first, you know, and that's why I'm so big on education and awareness. There needs to be people out there like you right now, spreading the word through your podcast about things that are going on. I really got involved with, you know, how do you help Africa, right? And I, I, I watched a documentary called Poverty Inc. And then I read a book, How Helping Hurts. And we can't just drop a ton of rice over in Africa and solve the issue. We've got to solve, like you're talking about, there's a good documentary on uh, Bill Gates, too, where he's approaching the water issue by actually approaching the sanitation issue mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So not, not say like not having uh, sanitation is actually ruining the water and causing this problem too. Um, and then you've got somebody like, so my cousin, he runs one of our family farms, you know, and it's a generational farm. It's always been handed down. He actually don't, don't I don't want to misquote him, but I want to say he's one of the most foremost authorities in the world now on milk cows. And so he does actually breed at his milk ranch. He, he builds them to be stronger and produce more milk, right? Because he wants uh, very strong, um, sourceful cows. And so then what he does is he goes over to Africa and he helps train them to do the same thing, artificial insemination techniques and that sort of stuff. And so the answer is not always I'm the you know foremost authority in the world on cows, but what are you good at, you know? And so, and like, what little way can you help? And you're right, if it's buying a cow for somebody, not many, we're lucky enough to live in the country where, you know, we have a little extra income sometimes to buy a cow if that's what we can do to help, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. My name is Jim Burns. You're listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I'm talking to Tyler Copenhaver Heath and his real passion. And I mean this, folks. I can tell it by just by speaking with him is helping others succeed. 
And over the past two years, he's traveled across the country and offered pro bono, pro bono consulting for over 60 new struggling entrepreneurs. Uh, and my hat's off to you on that one. To travel around for nothing, to help people, is something that, uh, let's see, it can be tough to do. I mean, uh, so you, you have probably figured out a way to sustain yourself and do what you have to do because you, you really do want to help people succeed. And I, I'll say it, um, I don't know how old you are. Um, I, I have a, a, a guy that comes around the house who helps me do things. He's 32. I love him to death. He's like my son. Um, but I, I'm not sure how old you are. And I tell him this all the time. I'm very proud of you. I'm very yeah. proud of you. I'm proud of the work that you're doing. And, and I mean that sincerely, Tyler. Yeah, um, no, I really appreciate it. Um, well, I think we answered this question. Why is it, why do we think this is a problem worth spending time on? I mean, I think, I think we got that one, in, uh, you know, in the books, you know, what yeah. is it? Why the collateral you, nature of it? Yeah. That's a, that's an it's, absolutely great point. That's a great, we don't think of the collateral damage. No. You know, we think of, you know, the individual damage, but you know, when you think of, one kid who was bullied, who we, who, or, um, yeah, one kid who was victimized. Yeah. And he, he never overcame. And this is why I mentioned this in my introduction. Uh, people become angry and bitter, and they just don't realize that there's a choice that they can make, and it's just as easy to develop love, joy, and peace. But not everybody can do that. Yeah. And when you say when you say collateral, when someone is victimized and bullied, the collateral damage could be like some of the stuff that we just saw in Texas, or some, yeah. or some of the stuff that we saw uh, in Connecticut. When we had yeah. like twenty three people get shot in a school because a kid would, did not have the resiliency to deal with the issue. Yeah. Yep. And that's where I get so, so frustrated, too, because we're as a country, I'm sorry, we're not going to agree on the gun issue. And I don't care when people are out there right now and they're siding immediately when I say the gun issue. We're not going to agree on that. It's a very divided country. But can we agree that we don't want mass shootings and we don't want teen suicide? And it better be everybody in the country says, yes, we can agree on that. So let's work in a system. You keep fighting your gun either side you know but let's work in a system where we can agree and let's agree that we're going to start combating some of the bullying behavior and we're going to work in the psychology before we get to a pot boil over point that is these disasters mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i agree with you i i truly do and and i think that we uh also and you can correct me on this uh, because we are in a see we we have this thing called freedom of speech mm-hmm and freedom of speech is not the freedom to say what you want, but the wisdom to say what you ought. And yeah. you can't say, you can't walk into Macy's and scream fire. That 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 you can say it, but there's got to be a consequence, especially if there's no fire. Sure. Uh, and I think what happens is we believe we can say what we want to other people. Like it's like you have an opinion. Your opinion is we can agree to disagree, but we can also agree that we don't want to have people getting killed all over the place. 
Yeah. And, and that's a very strong, good opinion. It really is. But when someone gets gets their nose shoved in their own opinion because somebody else doesn't like it, that's where we got to start drawing the line. Yeah. Yep. I mean, to me, it's so simple. It's like working systems where we can agree, you know, instead of systems where we can't agree, you know. And so if we're not going to agree on that level, you guys keep fighting that on your own, whichever way you want to fight it. And let's work on something we can agree on, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, and so that's the I, I see the world real simple. And then if we can curb some of these behaviors, then we when we curb the collateral impact of such things. And you're right. You can either use the bullying adversity to create this beautiful hearted human being that usually is also helping with the bully dilemma, or it can harden you and make it, make it so you kind of go the opposite direction. You want to do more harm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a flip of the coin. What's the line hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, I haven't gotten a whole lot of, you know, like people that know me really well, I almost think they, you know, like they were all willing to weigh in on this problem that I thought was horrible too when we'd have a mass shooting or something and I'd see everything. But very few people want to support people that are trying to work at the basis of this, you know? And I'm not trying to complain that we have a lot of people that listen to our podcast an extreme amount, you know, for as young as we are. But still, all we're asking in the world is pay attention to good stuff. You know, put down the Kardashian remote for a minute and pick up something like your program that's talking about. Yeah. Yep. It, it's an issue that's, uh, like I said, has been troubling me for a long time. Um, how do we combine the community around us to help, help with the issue? How do we get people thinking the same way? In other words, it's not thinking the same way. It's thinking, what can I do to help? And instead of people, uh, let's see, uh, I think egos are pretty big right now. And I think sometimes people want the credit for everything and they don't want to end up working as a team to solve a problem. They want to solve it on their own and take the credit. I think that's part of it. But what do you think we can do as a community around this issue to try and help these kids locally in schools? What are some things we could do? So, you know what I did? I went and volunteered for over a year in the clinic. Now, I worked in neutering. I didn't work about putting down dogs. But what I learned there is they don't want to kill animals. They're the last stop in the road. The no kill shelters just say, sorry, inn's closed, you know, and then they go to a kill shelter. And then guess what? The real answer is people need to adopt dogs, you know, and people need to spay and neuter. That's the answer. It's not that kill shelters are a horrible place. So I know that's not bullying, but my point is to get involved. And on the, um, on the school level, I think, you know, it's so hard because we've got teachers overworked already. And we're now asking them to also be aware of bully behavior, you know, mm -hmm. but I think honestly, something around there or being able to have psychologists in the school that are, you know, uh, noticing this behavior, um, getting kids involved in the community, getting them one friend. When you see a kid siloing themselves, that's, that's a clear and present point of their, you know, they're not in the right space if they don't have any friends and they don't have any community. So mm -hmm. being aware of those things, I recently connected with, anti-bully crusaders they had me come on um you know some desk of theirs the other day and their theme for the year which i thought was great is combining forces so i think that everybody together working on a, a similar problem and in 
I'd like to think there's no egos involved. You know, well, like if somebody wants me to go out tomorrow and be at a school, I'll be at a school if they ask me to. If somebody wants me to, mm-hmm. you know, say, Tyler, your podcast is a waste of time. Come help me with this. I would do that if you told me that that was the best way to help, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I think people are ready for that. Mm-hmm. We are, you are listening to Anti-Bullying 101 and we're hearing right now from Tyler Copenhaver Heath. And he believes in investing in people's small business goals and investing in the ripple effect that can create positive change across disadvantaged communities. Tyler, tell us uh, about how we, uh, as a uh, myself, and I mean, I can pretty easily now, I have uh, your email address, but how can we get in touch with you if we want to? How can my listeners get in touch with you? And what's your website? you know, are there any books you have or anything that you got that we would we can get our hands on? Because this has been a very insightful interview. No, I really appreciate that. Um, I do have a blog. I work around a lot around small business, too. So I help a lot of small businesses. I try to educate around small business. I do that on my blog quite often. TylerUriah.com. Um, I also am very accessible, especially on Instagram at TylerUriah. I try to create helpful videos around these subjects that I'm passionate about on TikTok. But reach out to me anytime. If I, I'm glad to have a conversation with somebody about business. I'm glad to have a conversation with somebody about bullying and something going on with your life. I'm even willing, if I have the time, I'll go out there you know, with a, a kid that needs a community. I'll walk into an MMA gym with you. I mean, weightlifting is important in my life. I'll walk into a fitness gym with you if I can help that way. You know, um, So I'm, I'm, I try to be very accessible to people. Very approachable, very nice guy. You got to meet him. I mean, I'm so happy to speak with you uh, and have you on this show. Uh, I learned a lot. I'm sure my listeners did as well. Hey, if you're on TikTok, follow me on TikTok, anti-bullying5051. I'll follow you as well. Um, and we'll see We'll see what we can do to help put an end to this scourge. And, uh, and we need more guys like you out there. And I thank you, Tyler, for all that you do. Uh, send me an email with all of anything else you would like me to include in the podcast description uh, and any links you'd like me to include. I will put that all together for you within the next few days, and and I will be sending you a copy of this podcast, and it will be published probably within the next day or two. Oh, great. And, you know, thank you so much for what you're doing. You've been doing it a long time. I bet you know more about the subject than I ever could. So, you know, I appreciate it. Thank you for doing it. Well, we're, we're never too old to learn. And you, you enlightened me today. And I thank you very, very much for being on the show. I'm glad I did. And if you know anybody else that you think would be interested in speaking yeah. on Anti-Bullying 101, please let them know to get in touch with me. And I would... That was my interview with Tyler Copenhaver Heath. Uh, we had a little brief cutoff there at the end. I was just looking to see if there's anyone that else would like to be interviewed on Anti-Bullying 101. I think it was a great interview. The content was good. We had a few glitches, but the bottom line is, okay, you, you're going to get to know him. He this, uh, There's going to be plenty of information about him in the podcast description. So please do uh, follow him wherever he's on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find him. Support his cause. He's a great guy trying to do a lot for uh, for many other people. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. We just interviewed Tyler Copenhaver Heath. 
It was a great interview. Today is Tuesday, November 15th. How about that? We're getting close to Thanksgiving. That's going to be next week, I believe. Then you got Christmas. And before you know it, it's another year gone by. So enjoy the time that you have with your loved ones. Enjoy the time that you have with your children and your family and and any friends that you could hang around with and chat with and so on. Life is very short, my friends. Okay, enjoy it all while you have it in front of you. Try not to worry. Okay, stay active physically. Do some reading. Make sure that you've got everything square between you and others. Keep that emotional bank account nice and strong between you and other people. Okay, and of course, if there's a spiritual dimension, whether it be nature, whether it be like I do, I read in the Bible and pray every morning, uh, whether it be yoga, whether it be meditation, whatever you're doing, do it, enjoy it, clear your head, enjoy the day. It's a great life. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.